to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens presented by star style productions as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity you'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters meet and chat with cool celebrities exhilarating experts and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know it's time to kick off the fun with our star teens welcome to express yourself Music expresses that which cannot be put into words and that which cannot remain silent. This is from Victor Hugo. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice. Right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. From Cynthia Bryan, creator and producer of Express Yourself and Star Style Productions, we bring this program to the airwaves as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Before we get into today's show, Be The Star You Are's volunteers and I want to urge you to check out our website at btsya.org. Go to the events tab to find exciting events we have coming up and also visit us at expressyourselfteenradio.com to check out past editions of our show. We are thrilled to have received a certificate of recognition from the California legislature honoring Be the Star You Are volunteers for 20 years of dedicated service to the community through literacy and positive media messages. We are determined to continue our efforts to empower. We'll be starting off today's show with a greeting from the new Be The Star You Are Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world anthology. This is penned by Jack Palakos, and this is on the gift of music. Here we go. Eight. That's how old I was when I played the harmonica for the first time. Well, if you could call it a harmonica. It was actually a novelty item. Although the tiny metal toy was only about an inch long and the width of my pinky finger and could only play four different notes, I was captivated by the sounds I could make by breathing into it. I played around with it until I worked out how to play Silent Night and then played the song for my family. I don't know if it was the tune itself and the fact that I was eight, or a combination of both, but the act itself seemed to put a smile on everyone's face. This was the first time I experienced the gift of music. I had the ability to express myself in a way that affected others in a positive way. This is only the beginning of my musical journey. This journey really moved forward when I began harmonica lessons. During my first lesson, my teacher was unexpectedly surprised that I was able to perform advanced techniques. Some of these techniques take years to learn. One of these techniques involved the bending of notes, which is an important component in playing the blues. This indeed was a very fortunate gift to have and be able to do. Blues is the most popular style of harmonica playing, noted for its melancholy sound, and usually touches many feelings and emotions. The blues captivated me, and I yearned to play, learn, learn more. As I played, I began to understand that my own pleasure in playing was indeed another gift of music, and I was inspired to practice every single day. 
After two years, my teacher encouraged me to seek someone who could teach me new techniques. Fortunately, I was able to find someone nearby. In addition to teaching, this instructor was the president of Society for the Preservation and Advancement of the Harmonica, SPAH. This organization holds annual conventions for harmonica players from all around the country to share ideas, play together, and it also has performers from all around the world. My teacher encouraged me to submit an audition tape for the program, and at the age of 12, I was lucky enough to be chosen as a 2015 youth recipient. I was going to perform on stage in front of 500 harmonica fans and some of the greatest harmonica players in the world. For the next four months, I practiced the two songs I would play on stage. Finally, the day came, and I flew out to the convention in Denver. I'll never forget the moment I walked into that hotel. Sounds of country, folk, classical, and blues music filled the air. In the enormous lounge area, groups of harmonica players and guitarists were creating amazing music. It was truly spectacular. Eventually, the night of my performance arrived, and I was the only youth recipient playing that night, sandwiched between two of the greatest harmonica players in the world. From the moment I walked onto the stage and heard a roar of applause fill the room, I could feel the energy pulsing through the air. Not one of the 500 people in that room were there to judge me. They had only come to listen to the music that they loved so much. So, I played with all my heart and all my soul, and as people cheered me on in the crowd, clapped and smiled at me, I felt an incredible feeling that was evoked through one thing, the gift of music. I was able to make others happy simply by playing music. Whether it was just one person or thousands, the gift of music had the ability to bring people together, and I know now that it makes their lives better as a whole. Music truly is a gift to be shared, a gift that keeps on giving. We've got an exercise that accompanies the chapter titled Relax with Music. Here it goes. We all have moments in life when we just can't seem to unwind. Maybe it's something at school or home that's bothering us. And there are so many things in life that seem to get us stressed, but not so many things that we can easily turn to for help in getting unstressed. So, the next time that you feel your anger or frustration or any kind of stress is clouding your mind, try the following. Go be by yourself in your room and put on one of your favorite songs. You know, the one that always makes you feel good when you hear it. Lay down on your bed or sit in your favorite chair and close your eyes and simply let the music take over. Let the sound of the music wash over you and don't think about anything. Just feel the music. You'll be surprised how the music really helps you relax. And a quote from Jack, music can make us feel things we didn't even know we could feel. That was an amazing chapter from our very own Jack Palacos. He's actually uh, a reporter here on Express Yourself, who's often come on and discussed you know, his thoughts and ideas about our many themes. And this is definitely one thought uh, on music, on the gift of music, which is our theme for today, that has been really extraordinary. I absolutely second his sentiments, and I think that was a wonderful chapter. Audience, you can purchase Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world, and be inspired by chapters like this um, by all of our amazing writers at starstylestore.net. Again, that's starstylestore.net. All of the money that goes into these purchases benefits Be The Star You Are, 501c3 charity, and this Express Yourself program as a donation to keep our radio running on the air. So make sure you keep 
keep get your copy today. Also, check out youtube.com slash be the star you are for our fun and informative BTSYA videos on living, laughing, and learning. I'm Brigitte Gia. Make sure to stay right here as we continue our discussion on the gift of music. To improvise, no paper or pens, don't even need a kiss you touch with a sit right down. Feel and play, tune into the beat, yeah, that's okay. Just improvise, just improvise, just improvise. Listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Today we're discussing the gift of music. Joining us today is musician, composer, teacher, and author Kia Portafakis, who has inspired children from Shanghai to Lincoln Center to create and play their own compositions. Kia is a graduate of Queens College, the Aaron Copeland School of Music, uh, Mann's Conservatory, and New York's famous Fiorello H. LaGuardia High School of Music and Art. She takes music instruction to a more creative level, combining color, sound, movement, improvisation, and imagination to heighten children's self-expression and encourage individuality. 
She teaches children, leads experimental work workshops, trains teachers and parents in dynamic ways of integrating music, and makes sure to imbue some creativity into their lives. Kia wrote the book Making Music with Your Child, which was published by MMB Music Incorporated and funded in part by a grant from the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. With that, let's welcome our star guest, Kia, onto the show. Hi, Kia. Hi. How are we? Glad to have you on. <laughs> yes, we're doing great, and we're absolutely very excited to have you on today. Thank uh, you to for really Absolutely. You know, it's, you know, it's only fitting <laughs> that we'd have such an amazing guest come on for the gift of music. So I wanted to ask, you know, you wrote Making Music with Your Child. And, you know, nowadays, we're so focused on STEM, we're focused on trying to get our kids to be engineers and doctors and lawyers. So what inspired you to write this book and to try to bring more music into kids and their parents' lives? Well, it all started through my experience of studying music. And as I became a teacher, I wanted to make learning music fun and creative and inspiring. And so this began the journey of making music with your child, the title of the book. The book itself um, was a challenge because I was stepping out of the box and I was not uh, teaching on the conventional wave uh, as a music teacher would teach. I wanted to look at something more creative and fun. The first half of the book um, I title Simple Melodies and it provides numerous suggestions for paying attention to the music within you and then around you. The second half of the book is called Now Take It and it contains a hundred riffs, games and exercises designed to be the starting port for uh, improvisation and creativity and music and that's one of the key factors is being able to be spontaneous and have fun and enjoy learning music. Absolutely. That's really important. You know, I was, I, I took violin lessons with, with the private teachers for, for something like 10 years and I was entering all these composition uh, competitions and, and going through all the repertoire. And so I feel like from, you know, from my position, I, I got a very standard musical education. So what is, what is one key factor to your way of teaching music that you would say is non-standard and maybe more on a creative level? Well, what I do is I implement colors, movement, and sound in teaching music. It's not just reading the note. It's taking it out of the box and exploring music from a more creative aspect. So, for example, if a child is going to learn how to write a piece of music, they may do it from uh, moving, just moving their bodies and feeling the rhythm and feeling the melody and then expressing it through words and or sound. So it's not just being able to sit down and write a note. It's really (laughs) feeling it and then expressing it. Absolutely. That's, that's really important. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, when I was, when I was little, I would, I'd be playing, you know, the, the, the standard, you know, students repertoire, and I would be rocking back and forth from one foot to the other. And because a lot of kids did this, um, my parents or my mom in particular took this as a very, as a very stereotype movement. She's like, why are you copying all the other kids? Why are you moving back and forth like that? Um, and I was like, no, I don't, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. I'm just swaying. (laughs) And she said, stop it. Like, don't do that. Um, and so, and so I kind of like made myself be still. And so when you're, when you're teaching movement to, to kids who are, you know, who are maybe, 
inclined or not inclined to to sway when they play or when they compose do you have a certain you know set of things that you tell them to to get them moving or uh, do you you know do you sort of let them <laughs> let them figure out <laughs> let them what movement thing. they should <laughs> yeah well i believe that we all have our own movement you know so i i, I support what you're saying in that experience is, is so true and it's so natural and you have to follow your own inner rhythm your own inner heartbeat and when i do workshops as well as teaching privately um the basis is connecting with your inner breath your inner rhythm and then exploring that and i even work with percussion and i'm um, following that inner our beat. Uh, we also put um, paper on the floor and we use paints and oh. markers and we explore the colors that we're feeling from the sound that we're hearing. So it's, again, a whole different process um, of opening up the door to improvisation. Very unconventional. <laughs> Not the way my... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I was definitely I was given the just just practice, and then you'll <laughs> you'll be performing this next week in front of me, and uh, like you better hope you get it right. <laughs> right, and play, and, uh, and and maybe you don't even want to play the piece, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it's you know it's all about the development of your skills, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, though, it's important to know that you know uh, it's about exploring all avenues of music and. Uh, I meet the child's needs where they are. And so even if they're a beginner, they may be even more advanced than what we think. It's about listening to them and really listening and connecting to that inner voice of their inner sound that's within them to open up those doors to improvisation and creativity. Yeah, definitely. That's really powerful, I think, mm -hmm. because, you know, all of us are different and we all have our strengths and our weaknesses and it's important to really develop where our strong points are especially in music when everything is so intuitive mm -hmm. but I also want to ask about you know there's there's a lot of teachers who maybe are sticking to uh, methods in the status quo because it's you know it's something that they've been doing for years it's how they were taught so maybe it's easier for them to continue along that method. And so what would you say are the benefits for teachers who are following a more free-flowing creative style of teaching kids music? Well, there's a great benefit, but um, I want to back up and just say music, you know, stimulates both the left and the right hemisphere. So mm -hmm. the left side is going to be that conventional side that says, do it this way, play it this way, express it this way, where the right side of the brain is going to be that free spirit. And that just says, feel from your heart and step out of the box and, and find that safe place where you can express yourself freely and have fun with it. So Stepping out and not being perfect, you know, or get that perfect note, to me, making a mistake in music becomes part of the composition. And being able to explore that, I think, is very important for a conventional teacher, especially. Um, and uh, most of your jazz artists can relate to that. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> I think jazz has that, you know, that there's so much improv. <laughs> yep, I did jazz band in 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 seventh grade and I was never because I was so entrained to that to that method of just just using my left brain not not going into the improv that I would write down my jazz solos on, 
on a music staff. I just write it down because I was so afraid that I would mess something up if I improvised. Right, but I, <laughs> right, and just be like, oh no, <laughs> this doesn't sound good. <laughs> I could relate. I could relate. Right, oh, <laughs> it takes a while to learn that skill. <laughs> but you know, speaking of uh, the the integration between <laughs> between the styles of music, um, audience, I also wanted to let you guys know about a special treat because Kia will be joined today by Ethan Dorman, her talented student who does both jazz and classical. <laughs> so going to welcome Ethan onto the show. Ethan's a 13-year-old uh, musician who's been playing piano for six years, and he started in first grade with Kia in an after-school music program. And he's also developed a gift for composing his own pieces. So we've got both of those in there. Pretty incredible. But Ethan also has a passion for classical composers, such as Beethoven, Mozart, and Bach. Oh, we love Bach. <laughs> the, the, the craziness of Bach. And he also has a fondness for jazz, contemporary, and classical uh, classical pop and rock. So we've got groups from all over. But Ethan performs songs at local retirement centers in the North, in North County in the San Diego area during his summer breaks. So he really gets out there and performs. Um, and Ethan's other performance pieces include songs by Queen, Elton John, and Frank Sinatra. Ethan attends Double Peak High School, or Double Peak School, sorry about that, and piano allows him to find his happiness and peace when he plays the piano or spends time composing. He hopes to develop his gift further by learning how to produce and record his own songs. Hi, Ethan! Hi. <laughs> nice to have you on the show today, and yeah, really great to have... Right, absolutely. Really great to have you and Kia both to kind of see that that development of the teacher-student relationship <laughs> and to really figure out how both you guys see music. It's really awesome. And so, you know, you, you've been playing the piano for years now and you've been composing, you've, you've kind mm -hmm. of found yourself in all these different music genres. And so what got you started in studying music? Was it the after-school program that you took with Kia? Oh, well, in a, I think it was in first grade. I Late first grade, I, I decided to take an after-school program. It was a program just dedicated to learning the basics of piano. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I kind of mastered them really, really quickly. And just I just wanted to jump <laughs> in right to the advanced stuff, you know, Beethoven, Moonlight Sonata. I wanted to learn all that. Absolutely. Uh, would you say that just just hopping off of that real quick? Would you say that you're you're more into kind of the classical composers? Uh, you know, maybe a little romantic. I I really like Tchaikovsky, and I know that he has a fabulous piano concerto. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, what do, what do you think? What's your favorite genre to play, or your favorite time period <laughs> composer to to delve into? Uh, I really I really love the classical period. I just love I love Mozart. I love Bach. Just the craziness of it. Just how they're willing to go out of their way just to make some crazy song just mixed up of any notes just to make a unique sound. Absolutely. I think that's, that's that's definitely a great aspect of all the classical composers who really establish that foundation from where everybody jumps off of now. But, you know, composers like Mozart, they started early on, um, as I understand you did as well. And so do you think did you always have a passion for musical composition? Maybe like Mozart? <laughs> um, I, already, I, I, well, I, already, I always really felt that I had a passion for it just because I loved the way that music felt. I loved how it could really influence your emotion, your feeling. It could bring out things in you that you wouldn't even expect. 
something I would notice and I would notice about my younger self, it was I, I just really always felt that I was capable of creating like what I'd visualize in my head just from like pull it out from my own imagination. Absolutely. And well, music composition i feel is often regarded as a as a very clinical process you know you've got the music staff you've got your key signature you've got your you know you've got your time and then you you just kind of plot all these notes essentially on the staff and so how do you translate what's in your mind you know sort of this this emotional wave in your mind to what's on the paper I, I see it. I see it. I visualize it as a feeling. Just I just bring it out. I I look. I just look for the key things about how different scales of music, specifically like that. Um, I look at what just what I visualize in my own head, just from like imagining it. I I look from all the composers that I like, and I just try to put all their styles together. But I always feel like I need to improvise it some way just to make it different and make sure that it's really unique, you know, that I I have it my own way and it's different from that and it's an, it's an aspect that nobody really understands yet. Yeah, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants, but we also got to see with our own eyes, essentially. And, you know... You, Speaking of kind of that that new way of expressing yourself, that's that's less about being methodical. Uh, do you think that Kia's teaching method, um, in in terms of its expressivity and its focus on creativity, helped you sort of, you know, solidify that process of getting your emotions out onto the paper? Kia, she would just she would provide me of an explanation on how things that I felt were unique, like any piano piece that. I felt I was really interested in based on that time era. She would give me a representation on how it's supposed to how it's supposed to sound and what would make it significant. But she teaches through her own creative way and I find that really really fun and enjoyable, but something really important that I feel that makes her unique and her teeth and your teaching method unique. It's it, it just inspires me to improvise. It inspires me to want to create what I see. Absolutely, that's pretty incredible. You know, I was um, I, I was hearing about this method, and I think I would have liked to be exposed to it <laughs> sooner than than I was because I I definitely fell into that that rigid form of, of practicing and getting everything going. So that's absolutely wonderful. And, you know, one last question before we have to go, uh, Ethan, I want to know, do you believe that music and musical composition has a healing effect on society and, and the world? We're in a rough spot <laughs> politically and socially speaking right now. Do you think music is the key to solving that? I think that when you dedicate music to something that you feel special about when it's like a person, when it's something that you have that special feeling for, it, it you can express it just from the way you, you interpret it, from the way you see it, and you can provide that external effect. You can give it to others because they interpret it themselves with the feeling that they have about what you dedicate your music to because they feel that if it matters to you, then maybe it's important, or at least some people see it that way. 
I think so. That's the connection that's important, the the being able to relate to someone else. Well, thank you so much, Kian and Ethan, be, for well, being on today. Absolutely. It was wonderful to get to talk to both of you and see the different perspectives and see how they unite, especially as teacher and student. And, Audience. I, and also, can, can I interject something? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, is that, you know, music composition especially is a form of, of conversation. And today, in today's world, we need to bring community together. So that to me has such an asset of bringing, you know, continuing to keep music alive in life today. Uh, The other, you know, all these students, Ethan, Isha, and um, Helena, who will be heard uh, in this program, they're so creative. I look at them as leaders in the arts, and it amazes me to the steps that they're taking to initiate growth and strength in today's life and to continue to keep creativity and inspiration alive. Um, And we need it so much today. We need to absolutely laugh and have fun. <laughs> That's a great takeaway message. I think so. I, we need to laugh. We need to have fun. We need to bring music in there. And bring well, audience. In. Yeah. <laughs> well, audience, make sure you're visiting Kia at musickia.com. And, you know, Ethan will hopefully be recording <laughs> and getting his music out online. So make sure you're looking out for that. Absolutely. Support more segments like this one by donating to the B the star you are 501c3 literacy charity that brings you this program at be the star you are.org make sure you're visiting btsya.org to find out more about spreading positivity with be the star you are and check us out on youtube at youtube.com slash be the star you are i'm brigitte gia and we'll be back after the break with more on the gift of music Stereotypes, the girls in charge, and what they like. 
You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're continuing in this segment with the gift of music. So we heard last segment from musician, teacher, and author Kia Portafekas and her talented student, Ethan Dorman. And now we're joined by another one of her amazing couples, Aisha Asraf. Am I saying that right? Hi, Aisha. <laughs> it's Isha. That's okay. Isha, thank you. Oh, yes. my gosh. You right. know, sometimes I just come on here. <laughs> oh, of course. You're talking uh, <laughs> All right. Well, let me just give the audience a little bit more about you. So, audience, Isha attends High Tech High Mesa in San Diego, and she has an immense passion for music. She's been singing since she was, she was eight years old, and she's been the leader for Music Pillars Rock Band for the past three years. She performed the national anthem at the Poway Parade in 2016 and the Cinco de Mayo Trail Run in 2017. She listens to all kinds of music genres, but her favorite playlist includes 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, Blink-182, and her favorite musical composer is Lin-Manuel Miranda, who, of course, wrote Hamilton. <laughs> Isha is fluent in English, Spanish, and Urdu, and she's also interested in science and literature. Her favorite Marvel characters are Spider-Man and Mrs. Marvel. <laughs> Absolutely. 10 out of 10. Uh, and she recently started composing her own music, and she hopes to inspire young people like herself to follow their dreams. Hi, Aisha. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Thank you for being on. You know, I'm, I'm super excited to have a fellow Hamilton fan on the show. <laughs> Love Hamilton. It's absolutely amazing. Whenever I listen to it, I get like chills up my spine, you know? <laughs> no. It's pretty insane. But, you know, um, I, I, I wanted to ask, you know, just to start off, how long have you been studying music? And, you know, what inspired you to, to start studying music and to be a singer? So I have actually been studying music since I was eight years old. I started my music career with a cover of Reflection from Disney's Mulan at <laughs> elementary school talent show. And since then, I've been performing and composing music. And my inspiration for singing comes from like the motivation to be able to escape from the real world and dive into music. And I started creating my own music because I really wanted to be able to relate to others who feel the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do you find it... Do you find it easier to, to convey, you know, things that you're feeling, things that you're going through, through music? Like, are you able to, have you been able to find that communication with others that you've been seeking? Yes, definitely. I feel like music is sort of like a universal language and is something everyone can connect with and always has a message inside the music and the lyrics. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> you know, some of my favorite songs, I'm I'm like just really relating to what they're saying in the music. Exactly. Just belt it out, right? <laughs> definitely. And so when you're writing your own songs, when you when you have a message or or some emotion that you want to convey to your audience, how do you start? You know, how do you how do you start putting the notes on the paper or or you know, writing down the lyrics? Where do you begin? So, yeah, so usually I'll get some inspiration from some emotion I'm feeling and I'll come up with verses at a time 
and I record them on my phone. And then after recording, I'll sit down and play around with tunes on my piano until I find a tune that fits to the verses I came up with. Just go along from there. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's pretty good. You know, I always I always thought of the process as you know you you have to sit down and right. get through all of it. You know, it's like a it's like homework. <laughs> you yeah. gotta sit down and get through it. Oh, you know, right. I, I I guess that that really makes sense. You know, when it's when mm-hmm. it's a big part of your life, there are snippets and things that'll come through. And so you know, speaking of. The, the writing process. <laughs> where do you where do you draw your musical inspirations from? I know I know that a lot of composers have artists that they look up to or that they they find that they're kind of vibing with. You know, right, uh, who yeah. is that for you? So um, there are so many, but a few artists that I admire are Twenty One Pilots and indie artist Forest, mainly because they create music about topics that you don't really hear about nowadays, like mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I also admire Samsa because he raps about my culture, which is Pakistani culture, and he also has a non-Western point of view. And I think that's pretty cool because these days in music, I don't really get to hear songs from that perspective. Right, like it's a very it's a very Western world. Mm-hmm dominated sort of thing definitely yeah so it's nice to get a different point of view in music absolutely i'm glad glad you were able to find samsa and to (laughs) to relate to that that's pretty incredible and so speaking of kind of that that integration you know between between what's going on in the world right now and music um you know you mentioned that you're interested in science and literature as well as music do you ever find you know yourself tying those two fields together in some way well, uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, so I, I like to read a lot, um, and sometimes my inspiration comes from, like, the books I read or, like, the authors, um, and I sort of take their styles and then even some aspects of science and, like, tie them into um, my music. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. I, I, um... I, I was I played the violin for 10 years uh, throughout all the way up until senior year of high school and then I, and then I headed off to college and I'm a neuroscience major so I'm really into neuroscience and so I've been you know I've been trying to find that balance between the two so it's great to see that you know you've got that <laughs> you've got that balance between your two loves that's pretty awesome and so you know just to just to finish everything off and to, to ask you about you know, how music ties in with your core. Why do you think composing and performing music is is really important in your life? Like, why the significance that's tied to it? Yeah, um, well, the main reason is because music just makes me happy, you know, whether it's from performing a cover to writing an original to even just listening to music. Music is sort of like my escape from everything. Um, and composing music is really special for me because I feel like I can express myself strongest through my compositions. That's really That's powerful. I think, <laughs> yeah, music makes you happy. That's Definitely. the, that's the most important reason to keep going well audience uh, you know we've got another special treat for you um, we're also joined today by um helena haver <laughs> gotta say it right and uh, helena is another student of kia's and she's a 19 year old musician filmmaker and tea enthusiast from phoenix arizona she's a recent graduate from the arizona school for the arts where she played flute and piano and helena is actually now studying filmmaking at columbia college chicago you'll frequently find her dancing to diane coffee and making eggs for breakfast and she's perpetually seeking joy <laughs> hi helena 
Hi, it's Helena, but thank you for having oh, me. Sorry. Oh, it's my totally gosh. It's totally fine. <laughs> the names, I've just been whipping out the wrong names all day today. <laughs> but I'm definitely glad that you're joining us today on the show. And, you know, I wanted to start off with, with the same core question. You know, what inspired you to study music and how did you get started? Well, music's always been a really big part of my life. Um, my parents actually met at a small music venue in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it was called Fiddler's Dream, and they still have concerts there. So I like to go back, go back to my roots, quite literally. Um, so I grew up listening to a wild combination, um, folk music, a um, little bit of Enya, a little bit of craft work, some like German <laughs> techno. Um and then I also grew up going to Arizona School for the Arts from fifth grade to senior year of high school. So that really um, allowed me to pick an instrument and really hone my craft. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can, can imagine, you know, just being surrounded by music from such an early age would definitely, <laughs> definitely allow you to develop your skills and to, you know, find yourself in music. And so what, what instrument, uh, you know, did you study or what instruments, plural, did you study and what exactly attracted your ear to playing these instruments? Um, well, it was less of attracting my ear, but I uh, started <laughs> playing flute when I was 10 years old. Um, I actually st picked it up overseas. Uh, my family lived in Amsterdam for a year, and that was really special. But uh, the flute was like the smallest instrument, really easy to pack and travel. <laughs> so that's kind of what I picked up. And then a couple years later in like 2012, uh, I picked up piano, um, where I started learning it at school, but also with Kia. Wow, that's that's pretty good. You know, you you start small, you upgrade. Not an upgrade, <laughs> yeah. but you know, you get bigger. Yeah. I, I always I, I play the violin and so um whenever I complain about shifting my violin from place to place, my friend who's a piano major says she, she, she says, Be quiet. Like you know <laughs> I love to complain and be like, Oh, this is so heavy and then the tuba player next to me is like, oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to switch places <laughs> don't even get me started oh my goodness well you know that's pretty incredible it's, it's incorporating all these forms of of expression through music into your life and how do you think that this has changed your life and how you know how you go about your your everyday schedule well, it's definitely, definitely inspired me as a creative. Um, you know, I'm studying filmmaking now, um, but I was just recently uh, released an album with my band. Um, we're called The Sequels, and we released our album Fast Forward uh, August of this year. So um, I definitely did not expect to be saying that at this point in my life, but it's really <laughs> crazy. Um, and... It's really interesting because all the friends that were in the band uh, went on to college and not to study music, to do so many different things. Um, but it's really, uh, I've really gained a sense of community, uh, but also knowing that like there's collaboration in the creative process. Absolutely. Congratulations on that, by the way. That's a, that's a big thing. <laughs> wow. My goodness. I've, yeah, I, I think, um, I'm also, <laughs> I'm in college right now, and I definitely have not gotten that far with anything. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And so for, you know, for the sequels, what does it mean for you guys to be going off to different colleges? You know, do you guys still, still come together during the holidays or when you're back home, back in town? Is there still a sense of connection? Or do you think, you know, maybe it would be easier if you guys were all in the same place? 
For sure. Yeah, we really um, hope to get together and jam over this next winter break. But yes. um, yeah, we both started, we all started in our first year of college. Um, so it's been pretty sad, but uh, we like to celebrate and talk to each other about where our songs are going and who's listening to them. Yeah. Definitely. And so, you know, for for young artists who want to do the same thing and want to release their own stuff and get, you know, get their music out there, what would be a, a piece of advice that you give them? Um, write, uh, if they want to write about books, which is what the sequels did, uh, <laughs> pick a character and write from their perspective, um, because I think that's really um, helpful and informative. Um there are a lot of books uh, that are wonderful because they give voices to those who usually aren't heard of or thought of in society. So in writing the song, you're kind of honoring and uplifting their voice, which I think is really powerful. Um, but in general, just have fun with it. Um, take a lot of time to mess with the piano, maybe for five, 10 minutes out of your day um, and see if you can make something beautiful. Yeah, definitely. That's that's how we should live our lives, honestly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm pretty, you know, struck by how you and Isha are both bringing literature into your music. I think that's that's crazy. That's pretty incredible, <laughs> and it really weaves together the two the two areas into this big art conglomerate. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a really great way to engage with a text, um, to turn it into a sort of different medium. And so that's what I hope to do through music, but also through film. Absolutely. I think you're getting it done both ways. <laughs> well, thank you so much to both of you for being on air today and for joining us and talking about music. It's been really incredible. Um, audience, make sure you check out um, Helena. Helena, am I saying that right? Helena. <laughs> Helena. Oh my goodness. Well, make sure to find Helena at Helena from PHX, as in Phoenix, dot strikingly dot com. And make sure you're looking out for Isha's new stuff as well, as I'm sure she's going to be releasing a lot of her music uh, that she's composed and performed. Support more segments like this one by donating to the Be The Star You Are 501c3 Literacy Charity. That brings you this program at bethestarur.org. Visit btsya.org to find out more about spreading positivity with the Be The Star You Are. And make sure you check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash bethestarur. I'm Brigitte Gia, and we'll be back after the break with more on the gift of music
yourself on the voice america kids channel where teens talk and the world listens express yourself is produced by star style productions llc as an international outreach program of be the star you are charity for more information about our show visit expressyourselfteenradio.com now back to our star teens welcome back You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're finishing off the show with more on the gift of music. So we definitely heard from a lot of incredible guests, um, most of them young kids, young adults, I assume, young teenagers who have just gotten started and who are going to be accomplishing some great things. Uh, I think today uh, in this last segment, I'll share with you guys some of my own experience with music Definitely not to their level, <laughs> but I have a little little bit of experience with music. And also, I'll be trying to throw in some neuroscience stuff as well, <laughs> because I, I'm a neuroscience major, love neuroscience, and there's a lot of really cool ways that music interacts with the brain uh, that you know a lot of the general public might not be aware of that I definitely didn't find out until, until maybe a couple years ago, and I think is really cool. 
So for me personally, I've been playing the violin for around 10 years. I started when I was around six or seven, and I just kept going, kept going to private lessons. Uh, my parents kept sending me, and, you know, I tried to practice as often as I could and tried to get as good at it as I could. I think it's interesting that my experience personally was maybe not exactly aligned with that that creative method of of improvising and and putting yourself out there as uh, an expressive artist. For me, it was really about staying within certain boundaries, and I think that that both you know gave me an advantage in learning music and sort of inhibited me because while I definitely you know was able to put a lot of time into learning some of the greatest pieces that you know, known to man, essentially, or known to the music world. I also wasn't able to learn how to improvise as well. I, you know, had to, it took me a long time to find my own ways of expressing myself through playing and performing pieces by other composers, by the greatest composers. There's often a sort of restriction that you put on yourself when you're playing a lot of these pieces because they are by by the greatest composers who ever lived and they've been performed by the greatest violinists to ever live you find yourself going along with others interpretation of the piece um, and in the first place it's not your own piece so the message that is conveyed is really something that you're relating to and empathizing with rather than something that you've created on your own. And then, of course, you're listening to violinists who've played it. You're listening to recordings of the piece, and you're trying to take as much on a technical level from those recordings as you can. And while you definitely glean a lot from that, you also take in someone else's expression of the piece, and you start to alter your way of playing it to match something that is more accepted as Uh, as an interpretation of the music that has a lot of skill behind it. And so playing by a very conventional method, playing the violin by this structured uh, route was very interesting for me because I, I learned how to express myself through expressing things the way (laughs) that other people expressed it. Um, And while I wouldn't trade my way of learning the violin, I definitely would like to add some elements such as improvisation. I'd like to learn how to do that um, because I think it's a great way of of expressing yourself and of creating something instead of, you know, imitating something, so to speak, or, or empathizing with an emotion that someone else has created. But I think you know, speaking of the ways things are integrated into other things, we can bring up neuroscience and the way that the brain interacts with music. So we heard from Kia earlier that music, uh, you know, works with both the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere of the brain. And what's also really interesting is that a lot of music is centered around that right hemisphere, which in the neuroscience community, you know, has been shown to be associated with things that are nonverbal. So the left brain, as Kia mentioned, is is generally characterized as methodical, as logical, as focused on, you know, maybe 
uh, verbal communication and the ability to express yourself through words and through logic, uh, whereas the right brain is associated with creativity, with spatial knowledge, and with nonverbal skills. So a lot of procedural uh, behaviors and skills and actions that we have are associated with that right brain. So it's really interesting um, with music. Um, what's really incredible about it is that people who have lost their ability to speak, uh, you know, they've got aphasia, the inability to speak, maybe due to a brain injury or maybe due to deterioration uh, of their neurons. They're still able to recognize and to engage with music, even the words of music, even even you know, pieces with lyrics with to them, they're able to process it and to iterate it. So they're able to sing. They're often able to call music out when words are not, you know, producible. I think that's pretty incredible. And it shows that music is a unique area of the brain or it's localized to this unique area of the brain. And it's something that adds a certain you know, je ne sais quoi <laughs> to, to the way we think and to the way we process things. Well, anyhow, this has been an awesome show on the gift of music. We've had a lot of incredible people and we've been able to go over a lot of incredible related to music topics. I think it's been pretty good. I think it's been pretty cool. And I'm glad that you were here to join me. Audience, make sure you're supporting Be The Star You Are. Um, find information on our creative community and our charity efforts and our outreach programs on our main site at bethestarur.org. Um, and make sure you check us out. You know, we've been really keeping at it and we're trying to make sure that positivity gets spread. You've been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. I'm Brigitte Gia, and as always, we give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Empowerment crew, especially our voice engineer, Josh, who's really been getting guests on and off the show today. It's been pretty crazy. <laughs> so thank you, Josh, for everything that you do. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. Program. Be honest, be musical, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines If you will let yourself be